Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has quaint floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County, and our new location in Mid-County. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. The Blues are at Montreal tonight. We have the pregame for you at 5 and the action at 6 here on 101 ESPN with Chris Kerber and Joe Vitale. And John Kelly will have the call on Bally Sports coming up at 6 o'clock tonight as well. And John is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, JK, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Randy? Everything is terrific. And the Blues have come away with a couple of victories. And I, I really like the trajectory, the way that they've played these last two games. I, and I just want to get your take on how you feel about the way the Blues have played, win or lose, and they've won them both, but the way they've played these last two games against Chicago and then the other night against Ottawa. Yeah, well, it's Blues hockey, Randy, and they played the right way. And obviously it was a great response Saturday against Chicago after a disappointing effort against New Jersey when they had not played for, what, 12 days out of the All-Star break. And you know, I think you expected a little bit of rust in their game, but it was certainly disappointing to lose to New Jersey, um, especially when you're up by a goal going to the third period. But having said that, uh, they played a great game against Chicago. They held the Blackhawks to 16 shots on goal. And in the last game in Ottawa, you know, again, Ottawa's a banged-up team. They're a young team, Randy, as we know. Uh, the Blues just controlled the offensive zone. Uh, I, I saw some comments from, their head coach, DJ Smith, after the game, that the Blues were just a dominant cycle team in, in in that game, and they were. And Ottawa didn't protect the front of the net either. So um, it was led by the Robert Thomas line with the Russians, and every time they were on the ice, it seemed like they had great chances. So, yeah, they played the right way. It's great to see, and now you have to continue it again tonight in Montreal against the Montreal club. That obviously is really struggling, Randy. That's an understatement. <laughs> they only have eight wins on the year. Um, their special teams are bad. Their goals for and goals against. But they're they're going to be a hungry team because they're still trying to get a win for their new coach, Marty St. Louis. Um, he came in last week, and so far they, they've played better, but they haven't got a win. So they'll be hungry to get a win tonight. Speaking of Montreal, John, how surprised are you at the state of the team right now considering we saw them in the Stanley Cup final last season? Well, it's shocking, quite honestly. Uh, they are, you know, on an historic run of of poor play, you know, and they obviously have just a great history with 24 Stanley Cups. So, you know, but I think the biggest thing, Michelle, is that they lost their, their key players. Um, Carey Price has not played a game this year. Jake Allen, of course, the former Blue, has been hurt. He is not in the lineup right now. Um, Shea Weber, their best defenseman, has been gone all year. He's most likely going to retire. And, you know, I was told that Corey Perry, who's now in Tampa Bay, a guy that won a cup in Anaheim, I was told by certain people that he really was the almost unofficial captain of that team last year and was a huge leader. So, And they also lost Philip Deneau, their number two center, who uh, is now in Los Angeles. So you, you lose that many key players, and, you know, you have injuries on top of that. Um, but it's still surprising to go from Stanley Cup finalist to last in the league by a mile. And it seemed for years, John, that 
Mark Bergevin was on the hot seat. They fired their GM. They fired their coach now. And like you say, this is 50 games after being in the Stanley Cup Finals. But it, it seemed to me like for a couple of years leading up to the struggles of this year, they were almost looking for reasons to get rid of Mark Bergevin. Yeah, he had been there a long time, Randy. And quite honestly, I, I just sort of speculate in my mind that had they lost in the first round last year and they were behind in that series to Toronto, three games to one, and they came back and won in seven, had they lost that series, I suspect that Bergevin probably would have been fired at that point. But obviously they didn't lose, and they, they go to the final and lose in five games. So, you know, he comes back this year, but it, it just didn't work. And as I said, they lost too many of their key pieces, but uh, that that's a precipitous drop to go from uh, finalist to to where they are now with eight wins. Well, John, now that the team is mostly healthy, Craig Berube has been mixing and matching with the line construction. Is there a particular line combo that you've seen Chief put out there that you really like? Well, as I said a bit earlier, the Thomas Tarasenko and Butch Neighbors line has been has been really good in the last couple of games, and and Tarasenko in particular is playing his best hockey of the year. And, you know, you like that line because Robert Thomas is such an elite passer and Tarasenko is such a great goal scorer. And Buchnevich is sort of a, of a mix between. He, you know, he's a smart player, as we know. He can pass the puck, but he also has a very good shot. I'd like to see him shoot the puck more. I think the coaches would as well. So you, you throw those two guys together, and, and both Buchnevich and Tarasenko are big guys, and, and they can control the corners and – um, get the cycle going and things like that. So, you know, Robert Thomas um, is back to playing where he was. He was battling some injuries this year and COVID and things like that. Um, but right now he's playing his best hockey. So I think as far as what line is is the one to watch tonight, I would say that's the line because they've been great the last two games. John Villahuso appears to be the guy for the Blues right now, and he's going to have his struggles as well. But I'm interested to see how, over the course of the next 10, 12 games, how, how they split the time for these two goalies. What would your ideal situation be? Well, that's a tough question for me, Randy, because the Blues don't have a lot of back-to-back games here in the next couple of weeks. So there, there's not um, an urgency to play both goaltenders, if you will. So I don't know what they're going to do tonight. Um, it's a tough situation, you know, because obviously you want to get Jordan Bennington playing well again, and he hasn't played well in his last three starts, as we know. Um, but I think short term, at least for now, and, and Randy, as we know, everything in sports is temporary, right? Mm-hmm. Individually and team-wise. Nothing is locked in stone. So, you know, right now you'd have to say they're going to give Huso the ball and see how, how far he can run with it. But, uh, you know, Bennington will find his game. He's He's too much of a competitor and too good a goaltender not to find his game. Uh, but as I said, they don't have a lot of back-to-backs here in the next couple of weeks. Now, they do in Mar- March and April. They have a ton of games and a lot of back-to-backs. So I- I'm not really sure exactly what they're thinking as far as the goaltending rotation, but I would suspect that Billy will get the majority of the starts here at least in the next couple of weeks. And, John Kelly, one more thing before we let you go. and. Everybody loves transactions. We, we love transactions more than action. But it's going to be hard for this Blues club to make a move with the salary cap constraints that they're dealing with right now. If the Blues were, were to go into the playoffs with their current group of players, how would you feel? I, I like their team. You know, I, I still think they need a left defenseman, Randy. I think that's the one area right now where um, they could get better and they could get deeper. I mean, you know, going back to the final – 
um, in the in the run in 19. The Blues needed, you know, they need seven, eight defensemen to get through that. So, you know, right now you have um, Scandella um, banged up a little bit, and, and then you have to turn to Jake Wallman, who, who played better, I thought, in the last game, but he's a young player. So, you know, if you go into the playoffs, Randy, with this group, not to say that they couldn't do well and perhaps win some rounds, but if you get injuries, I think you're exposed. So that's why I think, number one, I think you need to be a little better on, on the left side and also perhaps a little bit deeper. So maybe keep an eye on Ben Sherrod of Montreal tonight? I would like to get Ben Sherrod. I really would. <laughs> um, although he, he's not playing, he's hurt. But, oh, okay, I um, didn't realize that. Yeah, so he, he's a guy that I know is out there, and he will be traded. He's a UFA. Um, but a lot of teams would probably like to have Ben Sherratt, Randy. Absolutely. J.K., always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Okay, thank you. See you later. That is the voice of the Blues, John Kelly on Bally Sports. And you can see them tonight, 6 o'clock, with a 5.30 pregame on Bally Sports. We have our pregame at 5 o'clock, and then Curbs and Joey with the call at 6. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.